You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Good morning, you're watching the Chameleon Church Show. You're, I'm your host, Alan Aguirre, coming live and direct to you from the Wasatch back in northern Utah, and it is Tuesday, November 30th. It is the end of November already, and there's no snow. And there's no snow. Um, yeah. Good morning, everybody. I'm feeling better. A little stuffy, but I'm feeling better. And... Um, so I knew that Lenny wasn't going to be able to make it this morning. And then I set up a, a guest, you know, a guest, as I mentioned last night. And um, she isn't going to be able to make it. She's in the, in the middle of some, you know, some drama with church, church drama. And uh, so she's not going to be able to make it. And then Chris is at a seminar somewhere, and he has a session that started uh, 10 minutes ago, so he's not going to be able to make it. So I'm literally by myself with you, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about or what I'm going to say for the next 75 minutes because I I have no one to talk with unless one of you wants to jump on here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kidding. But if you, uh, if you have any ideas or you have any topics – uh, or if, if this is when we do the uh, all by myself, I want to be all by my. Is that, is that how it goes? Yeah. If my wife hears me over there, she's going to be going, oh, my gosh, what is, she, what is he doing? Yeah, my wife's here, but she didn't want to come on. I, I didn't really ask her. I didn't want to push it. You know what I'm saying? Notice I'm not, I don't have my mug. I don't know why. So anyway, if you have an idea of what we can talk about, uh, maybe we do some Q&A or something. I don't know. I don't know. But we've got to do something to fill the time. We've, we've got to do something. Good morning, everybody. And happy Hanukkah to everyone. A brief overview of Hanukkah. Uh, uh, if you go to chameleonchurch.com forward slash Hanukkah.html, there are others a brief... Overview of Hanukkah right there. We've already done that. We've already posted it for you. It's already there for you, man. Yeah. Sorry, that's probably not what you want to hear. What else? Uh, a brief overview of Hanukkah is that it's probably when Jesus was uh, – well, see, this this is what I'm – but if I tell you that now, this is what I would tell you tomorrow morning on this thing is on, on take uh, two minute warning because we're talking about hanukkah on two minute warning so yeah i'm not gonna do that to myself we'll say that for tomorrow because otherwise i won't have nothing for tomorrow what's more important even though this has more views right hey don't forget to share like subscribe comment uh all that stuff man come on people baby needs diapers <laughs> Gotta keep this trainer rolling. That's right. You like my Hanukkah? Wait, 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 wait. Where is it? Oh, it's, it's all. Look, it's my Hanukkah right there. So silly. You guys heard that, right? I hope you heard that. You should have been able to have heard that. 
So, uh, good morning. November 30th. How is that possible, man? This, this year, this year went by pretty fast, man. Um, I spent like three or four months on the water guiding. So that made it go by pretty fast. Did a little bit of travel. I was gone almost three weeks with the missus for our anniversary. That made it go by fast. Or is it just because the elect would even be deceived if he didn't shorten the days? So that we wouldn't be deceived. Alan, you're saying that you're the, we, you think we're the elect? Everybody thinks they're the elect. Yeah, they do. A lot of people think they're the elect. But then you have to break down their theology and you break down their doctrine and you realize, hmm, I'm not quite sure who they think elected them because I'm thinking in order to be the elect, you probably need to have your theology and doctrine in line with the actual narrative. Because if you're just, you know, because the guys that, that crucified Jesus thought they were doing the right thing, you thought they were doing God's job. God's work. The guys that round up all the Christians and hung them and tortured them and threw them to the lions and, uh, well, not that was more the Romans. Jews didn't have the authority to do that. But, okay, the guys that were rounding up the Christians with, with Saul of Tarsus leading the way, they thought they were doing God's work. They were eradicating a false, uh, a false group. Uh, um, yeah. They were they were eradicating a false sect of Judaism, which Paul corrects after he had saved and says that we are a sect of Judaism because we are. They didn't teach you that in Christian Christianity. They didn't teach you that in Sunday school that you were involved with a sect of Judaism. Ah, I know, right? It's crazy what's happened. Excuse me. Um, I've been feeling a little, eh, I need to blow my nose. Excuse me. I should probably mute my mic, huh? How do I mute my mic? Because I've never had to mute. Oh, hold on. But uh Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> what else? When Jeremiah told the people, the priests, and the prophets that, no, God didn't say that. God didn't. God, you're not saying what God is saying. God didn't tell you to say that. God didn't tell you to go over there and say that. You're not actually representing God. But what I just said, that's what God said. They they said, okay, now we're going to kill you. Who else? When uh, Daniel was found praying. Uh, after they had created an edict that they couldn't pray, that no one could pray except to Nebuchadnezzar, they uh, they grabbed him and threw him in a lion's den. Weren't Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those are their Babylonian names, wouldn't take the knee. They were thrown into a fiery pit. When, why are we talking about this? Oh, yeah. People thought they were, not everybody that I just mentioned thought they were doing God's will but or God's work. But yeah, there's people out there that actually thought they were doing God's work. Jesus actually said, they will drag you into the synagogue and try to kill you, thinking they're doing God's work. 
So if it wasn't, if he hadn't shortened the days, there, there's that risk of even the elect being deceived. I know there are people out there, people of faith. There are people I know. I know there are people of faith out there that actually think that um, they're so you know whatever. Uh, they're you know all that and a bag of chips for Jesus. That there's no way they could ever be you know wrong or incorrect about what they believe and how they believe it. And you know they're doing you know they're doing everything right. And there's no way they could be wrong. There's people that believe that. And I look, I, I, I consider, here's, here's how I look at it. If God says, I'm going to shorten the days because it's going to be so bad that even my elect, now the elect are the ones that are pretty much, they're a shoo-in, right? I'm going to shorten the days because even those people risk the chance of being deceived. If if you don't know that you risk the chance of being deceived, how do you know then? Because, see, when you're deceived, you don't know that you're deceived. But, Alan, they can say that about you. Absolutely they can. Difference is I know I risk the chance of being deceived. I know that, 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 I, could become, that I could be deceived. I know that I could become deceived. I know that I'm not immune from the possibility of becoming deceived. And because I know that, I'm on guard. I have um, checks and balances. I have contingencies. I have ways to test whether or not I am potentially deceived. See, if I didn't know that, if I didn't like see most of the people that say that, because I've literally have heard people say that. Most of the people that I know that don't believe they're deceived or can't be deceived, that's pretty much the working fact. That's the factor right there. I most of the people that I know that don't believe they're capable of being deceived don't have checks and balances set up in their lives. They don't they don't have stuff set up in a way for them. They don't have fail safes. And the big clue is they're not keeping the narrative. What does that mean, Alan, keeping the narrative? Well, there's a handful of things that we need to be doing as believers that help you and I know that they're probably on right on the right track. Okay, let's talk about those things. Well, do you keep God's commandments. Let's start there. Do you keep the Torah? Do you keep God's commandments? Jesus said, if you loved him, you would keep his commandments. Are you keeping his commandments? And then if you tell me, well, I am. Uh, the only commandments Jesus stressed were love, the, love your neighbor and love God. No. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know how to read the Bible. You don't actually understand what the Bible says, if that's what you think. No. Do you keep the Ten Commandments? Because I know, you know, are you keeping the Fourth Commandment? Let's start there because you're probably trying to keep the other nine. I, I guarantee you, you are doing probably really good at keeping the nine. Okay, well, you're not keeping the Sabbath. Let's fix that. Uh, you're not keeping the dietary. You're not keeping Leviticus 23. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's not one or the other. It's all of them. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep all the commandments that you can keep. There's, there's commandments you can keep out of the Torah. There's 606 Torah laws. I know everyone says 613. That's because they add the seven that are absolutely 
uh, pharisaical. I outline it in this book. So out of the 606, you can only, there's only two thirds that we can keep because we're not Levitical priests and there's no temple. So out of those, so out of that one third that you can keep, um, there's some, you know, some of that stuff you can't keep because you're not a farmer or if you're a man, you're not a woman. If you're a woman, you're not a man. Do you see what I'm saying? You got it. You got it. Right. Gotta make a, but then Alan, you're choosing and picking. No, I'm not. If there there are actual rules, there's actual commandments that are farmer specific. I'm not a farmer. I'm not. There are actual rules that are that are are for women. I'm not a woman. There are actual laws that are just for men. And if you're a woman, you're not a man. See what I'm saying? So no, I'm not choosing and picking. It's, it's called common sense. So much about what we're talking about is based on common sense. Not practical reasoning and not your own understanding. No, common sense. Are you keeping God's commandments? Are you keeping Torah? That's one way to determine whether or not you might be, you know. And then I'm going to get to that question in a second. And then the next one is, are you walking in the spirit? And because there's going to be things going on in your life that are are going to display that that's going to show that you are walking in the spirit, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, casting on demons, raising the dead. Let's start there. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? There's ways for you and I to determine whether or not a person is walking in. What does James say to Paul? So that everyone will know that you live an orderly life and keep the Torah. Solomon, obey God, keep his Torah. That's all that you're supposed to do as a human being on this earth while you're alive. He says that. See, so, you know, if you know somebody that's convinced that they can't, uh, that they can't be deceived and they're da-da-da-da-da, they're probably already deceived. See what I'm saying? I know that I can. I know that I can be just as easily deceived as anyone else. And so I, like I said, I've, I've got checks and balances in place to make sure I'm not. Okay, here's the question. Why is it assumed that every Torah command is in another position or contrary to the two greatest? If they all hang on the two, then they're all aligned, not obsolete. That's true. Jesus said that love your, love your neighbor and love your God, that the, whole, that the whole Torah are suspended, hung, based on, contingent on those two. We see that in the, in the Ten Commandments. Half of the ten are about God, on how you serve God and worship God, and the other half is how you work and, work and live with your fellow man, right? Paul even says in Romans that those two summarize the ten. And that the 10 obviously summarize the 606. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's only confusing because we have an 1800 plus year narrative, false narrative, telling us otherwise, teaching us otherwise. See, is that cheesy? I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's, hold on, how do I, there it is. Is that cheesy? I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. You guys can hear that, right? Here, let me check and see if you guys can hear that. Let's see. Yeah, it's not that ver- very loud, but you should be able to hear it. Here, let's try it again. Oh, look. Oh, look. There you go. See, I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's cute. 
<laughs> especially with the sound effect. Um, so yeah. Uh, hey, don't forget to like, like, like the crap out of this and share it and all that good stuff and subscribe and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that social media stuff. Okay. So if, I mean, it's already November 30th. So I remember a few years ago, man, within the last 10 years, we had a lot of 20 and they're now 30, uh, a lot of 20 somethings in our community and uh, drove them all away, except for my actual blood children. Uh, Yeah, we tend to do that to people. It's like, you know, hey, you know, what can you do? Even they were saying, I mean, when when you're in your 20s, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I didn't feel like time was zooming by. Um, you don't start thinking like that till maybe in your 40s, right? Well, about 10 years ago or so, even our 20-somethings were going, man, it really feels like time is just racing. Like the days have been shortened. We're like, yeah. When that age group starts thinking that way, it's probably because it's happening. And um, there's this testimony. There's this, I forgot who, I can't remember who, who shared it. I really can't remember who shared it. And I've shared it before. Um, they were, um, they were, I don't know, they were somewhere. But there was like an old refrigerator, uh, a ba- you know, broken down refrigerator on the outside. And one day he was outside and he's looking at this refrigerator. But the next morning, there was like a nest had been made in this refrigerator. And then that evening, there was eggs in that nest. And then the next morning, these eggs had hatched and it all happened like that. And he was like, whoa, what the heck's going on? And he asked the father and the father said, all creation has been accelerated. Do we forget that all of creation, you see, it wasn't creation's fault that they were perverted. We did that. That's why we had the flood. It's not the animal's fault or the plant's fault or the fish, or the birds. It's not their fault that they were perverted. We did that to them. Do you not remember that it says, all creation moans and groans for the sons of God to be revealed? Why? Because that's because that'll cause the correction that needs to happen physically and spiritually. See, in order for the sons of God to be revealed, they have to align spiritually in the earth realm in order to be revealed. And then when that revelation occurs, then uh, I'm trying not to use words that would get us flagged. And then once that happens, then, then we can get to work. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. So... I don't know that my wife got it. I'm, I'm sure you can find them online. My daughter has one that's really elaborate looking. That's that's an electronic one. Yeah. So yeah, just look online for uh, electric electric boogaloo. No, electric Hanukkah or something like that. I, so I I actually try. I so we we do this Tuesday morning show with Streamyard, and they have a feature where you can rebroadcast a previous broadcast. And so I thought I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to set it up 
I almost I was, I was trying to set it up last night for this to rebroadcast an old broadcast so that I wouldn't have to do this and embarrass myself and blow my nose and sound like I've got you know. Um, apparently, the my my yearly plan only allows for a one hour rebroadcast, and all these shows are an hour plus because right. But you can upgrade. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to give you more money so I can broadcast two hours, rebroadcast two hours. So I'm like, gotta suck it up, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't tell you to do something I wouldn't do myself. Suck it up, sunshine, and get your butt up and wash your face and 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 tell these people what God would have them here this morning, whether you know it or not. You know, me, whether you I'm talking about me, whether I know it or not, you know. So here I am. Um and I don't I and I don't regret it. I mean, I love doing God's will, and this is what God has me doing right now, you know. I mean, it's, I'm going to be obedient. So creation groans and moans for the sons of God to be revealed. Why? Because that's their liberty. Because that's how they're going to be freed from this mortal, you know, from what's happened. Um, that's exciting. And we forget that. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, how often do you think of that? You know, how often do you think about creation is waiting and hanging on the balance on what you and I do and the decisions we make and whether we choose to cooperate with this or not and whether we make the choice to voluntarily align with the things of God and his precepts and his covenants and, and his Holy Spirit. Why? So that this thing can be released. The spirit and the bride say, come. Until that happens, see. Instead, we're arguing on the 15 different ways you think Jesus' name is. Yeah. Instead, we're arguing about whether you should be wearing linen or whether you should be, you know, listening to uh, ma magnetic frequencies or whatever. Instead, we're arguing on whether it's okay to eat pork or not. Instead, we're arguing on whether the Sabbath is really evening to evening, even though it says that. Instead, we're, uh, we're arguing about uh, whether or not speaking in tongues, healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead is for today. Instead, we're saying that healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead is, is demonic. Instead, see what I'm saying? How, and, and here's another way. I, here's how I put it a lot of times. You're supposed to take on, you st you're supposed to be preparing yourself to do physical warfare with cosmic rulers of darkness. Cosmic rulers of, of spiritual darkness. And you can't even turn the light off when you leave the room. Yet, all creation is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. I wrote, where, where did I break down? Where did I break down the various translations of Ephesians 6? Oh, that's in the new one, isn't it? That's in, uh, all right, let me see if I can find that. Isn't that in the new uh, field manual? Let me, let me look and see. Give me one second. Because, man, the verbiage that is used, oh, man. Let's look at that for a second. Do, 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 your praises. 
Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Man, I love that girl's worship. Um, what's her name again? Page. Allie Page. A L L I E Page. I'll just share it with you right now. Man, it's just it's just got me going, man. It's, it's so good. She's got an album. Let me see. Allie, A-L-L-I-E, Page, P-A-I-G-E. Just follow Allie Page on Spotify, and you'll get access to some of the songs still. Oh, man. In your midst. I mean, there's just so many good songs. It's like, dang. It's good stuff. Anyway, okay, sorry. Shiny, shiny thing. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's do a search for cosmic. The word cosmic, because I know I use that word cosmic. What? Nothing regarding cosmic. So, is am I looking in the wrong place? Okay, so it's not that book, huh? Let's see if it's in the first field manual. All right, let me see. Cosmic. If somebody knows, be sure to tell me. Cosmic. Ah, here we go. Where are we? We are, um, we're in the field manual. Let me see where we are. No, week 45 in the field manual. Here's what it says. Um, let me close this. Books, script books. Okay. Yeah, flip a switch. So whack. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's what it says. Um, week, what did I, whatever week I said it was. That's what week we're on. All right, here's here's where we're going to start. We're going to start on page 362. Let me make sure that's what it is on in the in the printed since I'm looking at a Nope. Hold on, people. If you're in the old field manual, okay, hold on. If you're in the old field manual, it's week 45, page 363. Because remember, we did some. No, no, you're right. No, no, you're right. You're right. If you're in the, I'm sorry. If you're in the in the new field manual, the new printed one, because remember, we added some pages. It's page, uh, go to week 45. So I'm going to go to week 45 over here. The long way around. Okay, yeah. Week 45, the long way around. And then... You'll go to, yeah, page 364. Is that what I said? Okay, yeah. 364 in the field manual, in the new field manual. If you're in the old field manual, just go to week 45 and go to, like, the second page. Okay. If you don't have this, well, 
Planet Blue Media. All right, here's what it says. As believers, the majority, is, the majority of us have been robbed from the teaching, the training, really, that we are expected to be a warring people, prepared for battle, a warring people prepared for spiritual warfare, a war we have to win, a people prepared to win in battle in order to dispossess the giants that live and rule that have perverted our prophetic inheritance, our promised land, our territory, our spiritual destiny, our on earth as it is in heaven. Does New Testament teaching support this idea? Awesome. There you go. Page 275 in the old one, 363 in the new one. Okay. So does New Testament teaching support this idea? Indeed, we live as human beings, but we do not wage war according to human standards. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Second Corinthians, right? So that's New Testament proof text right there. And then, of course, there's Ephesians 6. Here we go. What are we talking about? The sons of God. Creation is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. How the hell are, are you going to rise up as a son of God when you're still complain, You're still arguing on when the Sabbath really is, whether you should eat pork or not, whether you should speak in tongues and heal the sacred, cast out demons or not. Whether you, you know what I'm saying? That's, remember, remember that. Okay. Here's Ephesians six. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His great power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks. Our fight is not against people on earth, but against the rulers and authorities and the powers of this world's darkness, against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly world. See, they they took the fight into the cosmic spiritual realm when he said that. That is why you need to put on God's full armor. Then, the, then on the day of evil, you'll be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. How well versed, armed, trained and equipped, do you suppose someone needs to be to be able to fight against the world rulers of this earth's darkness? So I'm about to read to you the various descriptive words used in Ephesians 6 in various biblical translations. Okay? I didn't make this up. How well-versed, armed, trained, and equipped do you suppose someone needs to be to be able to fight against the world rulers of this earth's darkness? You mean there's there's rulers, there's world rulers of this earth's darkness, and we're supposed to fight against them. Yes, that sounds like a certain system at play that a lot of us are in absolute complete denial exists. How about the forces of cosmic darkness, the cosmic powers governing this darkness? Wait a second. Is there there are cosmic governing powers of darkness and they're governing the world rulers of this earth's darkness? How well-versed, well armed, and trained, and equipped do you suppose someone needs to be to do battle against the universal lords of this darkness? To be able to fight, do battle against spiritual powers in the heavenly world, the supernatural, spiritual realm, to war against spiritual wickedness in high places. You don't you don't believe you don't you don't even speak in tongues. That's like the gateway gift. You're you're straining on the net of speaking in tongues. Yet I've explained it like this before. You're watching the Lord of the Rings and you identify with the fellowship of the rings, except you're a freaking orc. Oh geez. All right. Uh what's it say here? 
I guess I'll, I'll moderate as well. We need to, we need to, we need to look at this. Look at what we're talking about and look at what's happening in our chat. Thank you. Okay. So how, so I'm trying to get you to see both physically and spiritually what Ephesians 6, 12 is actually talking about. You, we need to understand that Paul isn't just being dramatic. Paul is literally telling us what it is we're up against, and you have to be victorious against it. So instead of training us for this, remember our leaders can't teach us what they don't actually know themselves. We've been told that Jesus does the fighting for us, and we've been taught this because of standalone verses like Second Chronicles, blah, 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 blah. Yes, Marie, um, yes, we are all in that same boat together when it comes to week 19. Sorry. Yes, darkness governs here. That's what it says. That's what Paul said. How many believe that Paul knew what he was talking about when he was writing to the Ephesians? I do. Now, based on that is why we say that if you don't understand or believe Genesis 6, you're not going to get Ephesians 6. You're not going to get it. Because where do you think this stuff came from? Where do you think this stems from? <laughs> Thank you, Tim, for moderating. So, yes, it's a, it's important. It's important stuff, man. It's important stuff. We have to be on it. <sighs> Creation groans and waits for the sons of God to be revealed. And in order for those sons of God to be revealed, the elect, they have to be in alignment with, if you're a son of God, you need to be acting like a son. You need to be talking like a son, walking like a son, dressing like a son, looking and acting like a son, right? I think a son of God would heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, and speak in tongues. I think a son of God would be keeping the biblical commandments and the biblical Sabbath and his feasts and holy days. I don't think a son of God argues about whether or not you should be wearing linen and listening to electric magnetic frequencies. Uh, and I don't think uh, a son of God or a son or daughter of God um, argues about whether the Sabbath is evening to evening or the various, how many W's and H's and Y's you can add to Jesus' name, to Yeshua's name. I don't think sons of God do that. I don't think sons of God and daughters of God worry themselves or bother with, what does Paul say about uh, vain gene genealogies and vain arguments and stuff like that? You see, if you want to argue and discuss and philosophize about stuff that's, that's not in the Bible or that's not clearly in the Bible, I don't have time for that. That's nonsense. You do, you do that because you think you're spiritual, but you're actually doing that because you're not spiritual. Because if you were spiritual, you wouldn't bother your, you wouldn't bother with that nonsense. <sighs> yeah. So, are uh, are the days being shortened so that the elect wouldn't wouldn't be deceived? There's a lot of people. I know a lot of people that I look up to and I honor and respect when it comes to the to the faith. 
that in the last 18 months, has it been 18 months? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, 20 months. There's a lot of people in the faith that I honor and respect that in the last 20 months have uh, made some decisions and have said some things that have really bumped me out. I, I didn't get a copy of the email, but I heard that uh, a well-recognized a prophet, someone that I have talked positively about because you know, I don't talk negatively about these people, um, his last email blast from last week was all about doing Advent. Excuse me while I blow my nose. And he's one of the... So you got to remember, there's two strains of prophets after, the, after what happened to Trump. One, the young guy said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I prophesied wrong. Um, we retract what we said, and, we, and we're stepping down from prophetic ministry. That happened to a bunch of people, all the young guys. All the old guys were like, uh, no, that's not what happened. That's not how it went down. So all the all the old guys are, were like correcting everybody and, and correcting the situation. All the young guys were all terrified of you know what people would think. Oh, I'm a false prophet because I prophesied something. I, I prophesied re-election and it didn't happen, and so I was wrong, and so I'm stepping down from prophetic ministry. And 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 so a lot of these guys just disappeared. And not, and and the one I'm talking about literally took like a back seat and started talking about. I don't know. He started making it. I don't know. I think he's been compromised. And he, anyway, they just sent out an email, and it's all about Advent. We can't talk about what we're talking about because we'll get flagged. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? I think that's weird. Uh, if you're, uh, I don't think that if you're doing Advent, you're. If you're doing Advent, I guarantee you, you're not doing Hanukkah. All right, let's take let's take a poll. I don't know if there's a way to take a poll, but in the comments, raise your hand if you're if you're observing Hanukkah. No judgment, because we don't do that around here. I mean, you've heard, if you've if you've been watching this show for any amount of time, and that's once a week for three and a half years. That's a lot of time, seventy five minutes a week. Um, I've told you this. I don't care if you celebrate Christmas. I don't care if you celebrate Advent. I don't care if you celebrate Easter. That's that's your deal. But at least. Don't you think you should be doing what God actually told you to do, not the Catholics? Okay. Right. So, and I eat with people that eat pork all the time. When I go to a restaurant, I have non-Christian friends. I have Gentile Christian friends. I have Christian friends that don't keep the Torah. I eat lunch with, right? I don't eat it, but they do. But anyway, raise your hand I don't, uh, if, if you're observing um, Hanukkah. Okay. Keep, keep it going. Raise your hand if you're observing Hanukkah. Because my next question is, for those of you that raised your hand that are keeping Hanukkah, are you also observing Advent? Good. That's the, I like that. Good on you, Austin. So Advent is a Catholic thing that's also done in high church, Episcopalian and stuff like that. I, and I was very surprised to find out that a lot of my Protestant Christian friends kept Advent because, see, in my little bubble, in my little bubble world, only Catholics do that, and only um, you know, only Catholics do. It. I didn't know it was also Episcopalian and High Church, you know, denominations did it too. I didn't know that. Um, 
But so I was surprised to find out how many of my Christian friends actually keep Advent. So my point is, if you're keeping Hanukkah, you're probably not keeping Advent. And I'm not, and if you are keeping Advent, I'm not saying this to shame you. I'm saying this to make a point. And that's Yeah, I didn't grow up doing Hanukkah or Advent. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying here's the point. I'm not here. I'm not trying. If you're if you are keeping Advent, I'm not I'm not doing this to shame you. What I'm trying to get at is Advent is a man-made religious Catholic thing. And the reason why Protestants do it is because, well, not all Protestants, but the reason why some Protestants do is because Protestantism is reformed Catholicism. Reformed. Not done away with, not start over, but let's reform it. And they and they did. Whereas God didn't do Advent. God didn't create Advent. God did not instruct you to keep Advent. The Catholics did. Jesus didn't keep Advent. None of the disciples kept Advent. It's not in your Bible. It's a man-made, traditional, religious thing. And it replaces what you should be doing. Now, Hanukkah isn't a mandated feast, but we know that Jesus kept it because he, and we talked about that, he was in Jerusalem during Hanukkah. It says so in John, and we know that Jesus only went to Jerusalem during the feasts. So what was he doing in, the, in Jerusalem in the winter in the feast, during, during dedica- the Feast of Dedication? Uh-huh. <coughs> so, so, the, so my point is, if you're a son of God, you better be keeping to the narrative and not deviating. Advent would be a deviation. Because if you're keeping, if you are keeping Advent, I guarantee you you're not keeping Hanukkah because you think Hanukkah is Jewish. And the people that came up with Advent said you, it was bad for you to keep Jewish stuff because they killed Jesus. That's his that's history. That's historical. I didn't make that up. And you know, we do touch on it. In this book. So, I guarantee you, if you're keeping Hanukkah, you're not keeping Advent. And if you're keeping Advent, you're not keeping Hanukkah. And if you're keeping both, then you're really confused. I'm out of coffee and I have no one to talk to you while I go get coffee. Honey! (laughs) Oh, man. Would that be funny if I called my wife and asked her to... Give me some more coffee. I should here. I should text her. Right. Don't keep Hanukkah like the rabbinic either. I agree with you there. Let's see, where's my wife? There she is. Is there more coffee? Wow! Look at all this crazy stuff. We're getting slammed. So um. Yeah, three and a half years. We've never done that before. Just walked away and left you looking at a blank screen. You guys are taking screenshots of my office, aren't you? Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Tim, for taking care of that. We're talking about spiritual stuff. We're talking about supernatural spiritual stuff. And uh, we're getting hammered on YouTube with uh, a bunch of uh, porn. That's how they roll. So, uh, the proper way to wash your hands, close the window. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, what else? 
I'm re- I'm just reading the comments. I'm catching up. Uh, you were going to Alan's concerts on there and eventually started noticing things he was talking about. Really started paying attention. Wow. Look at that. Oh, cool. Your field manual? Yeah, I've got it. I've got I, – I couldn't get to the post office yesterday because, well, I will uh, – I've got some more here to, to deliver today. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. You found a, a, a Torah-based church. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome, Jay. That's pretty wild. That's so cool. So I'm sorry. I was just catching up with the uh, – so I, I, I wonder what it's like because, see, we the numbers, because I'm watching the numbers go up and down. It's just – it always intrigues me on what keeps people and what doesn't keep people. Oh, but then there's people showing up and being blocked too. Yeah. Uh, what else? And does anybody have any – happy Hanukkah. Anybody have any questions or anything? We've got – what time is it? Oh, wow. Somehow we just – we did 45 minutes already. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but we did. Hey, don't forget to share. Don't forget to like, thumbs up, hearts, share, subscribe, all that stuff. All that stuff that we didn't know we, we were supposed to do 10 years ago. That we That's now like commonplace. So when it comes to the field manual, the field manual... Yeah, so we, there's a there's Exodus in Gathering Field Manual. Um, this is the first one. The second one, we're we're less than halfway through, and we we're and so what we did is we opted to start over on Monday nights with this one since we have all this new uh, readership uh, because of Rude Awakening. Uh, it's like, and I've explained it like this. Remember the Olympics? They were dated 2020, but they were they were showing them this year. Same thing. Even though this came out in 2020, uh, because of we weren't able to go on route and all that, that's why it it didn't happen until just now. And so we decided let's start over since we've already been through all this. So let's start over for all the new people. Let's start over, and that buys me time to finish the second one. So. Because I'm a I'm a I'm a busy little bee. Uh, what else? So what what else are we working on? We're 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 you know we're working on upping our live streaming game. Uh, you know that 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 requires some equipment that requires money. And so one of the ways we raise money to support the ministry because I do this full time is not only do we create the resources and you know that's one way, but we also have a Patreon group. Uh, patreon.com forward slash e2is and let me see if does that is that even the right that's the the right link right let me see that and here's why i bring it up um we're trying to you know make this a well-oiled you know professional ministry organization you know whatever 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 it's supposed to sound like those words and um well, that costs money, and so one of the ways we raise the money, and one of the one of the things we do, because uh, we're not just going to flat out just say, "Hey, send us your money," and, and you get nothing for it. I mean, 
you can. I mean, there's there's resources. I mean, we there's links that you can do that. But anyway, so we have a Patreon group that we have, and we're in the process of developing a special uh, show for our patrons, and it's called Patreon uh, Parsha. And what it is is it's going to be a weekly Torah portion teaching. Right now we have we have we have three tiers on Patreon, and the lowest tier. That sounds bad. I, I'm so uncomfortable talking about this. But anyway, the first tier um, is $7 a month. That's They're going to get the 15-minute version of the teaching. And then the other two tiers, 25 and 50, they'll get the 30-plus minute uh, version of the teaching. And so that means um, – what does that mean? That means uh, uh, there's a, it's going to be pre-recorded and edited, right? And they'll and they'll be uploaded like on Saturday mornings, on Shabbat morning, and um, they're going to be uh, so so we so we're creating like a, a new set. I'm taking over another you know part of the house because you know we don't have like an office and a facility. You know this is. A, and that's requiring some other gear, uh, lights, and you know, there's lights, cameras, actions, all that stuff. So anyway, so in order for all that stuff to be paid for, we have a Patreon group, and so it's like it gives and takes, right? It's like it's a cyclical. So um, we're trying to, you know, we're working on making this, you know, more professional and high, a higher level, <coughs> a higher level resource. And that takes money because it takes equipment and it takes software licenses and all that type of stuff, cameras and recording, you know, audio gear and, you know, video gear, lights and stuff. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're working on. Uh, we don't have rich, uh, you know, it's not like we're trust funds babies and we got, we're sitting on a wad of money. So anyway, yeah, it just, it, it, it just, it takes money to do this thing and we love doing it. God's told us to do it. We're trusting in him and, and then that people will have, then God would provide. Yeah, he would. And he does and he will, and he's going to. And part of that is through people like you. So we're not worried. See, we, I go forward as if I had millions of dollars in the bank. See, I don't let, I don't allow the number of zeros in my bank account to determine whether or not I do God's will. See what I'm saying? I'm going to do God's will regardless of how many zeros I have in my bank account. And if you've done this in any way, shape, or form, you know it costs money. If, you, if you're a small business owner, you know it takes money to make money. It's the same thing. It costs money to do this. Did you know Jesus was funded by um, uh, wealthy women? Yeah. Remember, uh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea was a rich Pharisee, and he gave Jesus his tomb. He was entombed in Joseph's tomb. It cost me. You, you, you were a man of wealth to have your own tomb back then, and a rich Pharisee gave Jesus his tomb. The guy's name escapes me, but when David, when Absalom, David's son, took over Jerusalem, and David and his household fled and had to leave Jerusalem to save their lives, uh, a man funded David's exile. So we're always looking and we're always praying and asking the Father to provide those people. They're out there, and every ministry works that way, and it's, it's been like that for a long time. Uh, it's, 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 it's not unbiblical. It's actually biblical. So anyway, um, yeah, so we have, we have plans. So I've, I don't know if you've noticed, so, you know, we've, we started, you know, our, our social media with our, um, 
our Shabbat posts and we created a page explaining Shabbat. That's new. Uh, Hanukkah. And we created a page explaining Hanukkah. I have a list. I have a list of things uh, that, you know, we asked, you know, we put together that we want to do that we're doing to, uh, to be, a, to be even better at equipping you regarding the things of the Father. And we don't take it lightly. We take this very seriously. Uh, we're very serious about our, our position, our role, our responsibility, um, <clears throat> and all this stuff. It's, we take it seriously. So, and we, and again, and you've, you know, you've heard us talk about stewardship. You've heard us talk, teaching, uh, and talk about, uh, parable of the towns. Yeah. We want to be good stewards of this. Um, so, yeah. Okay. What's going on in the comments? What are you guys talking about? My heart is on the Christmas. Oh, so I think Austin, York, are you talking about your family wanting to do Christmas? We have family. Everybody has family that does Christmas. Show up, be a nice guy, and, uh, you know, don't go in there waving your Torah freak flag. Go in there and love them and serve them. Jesus did all the time. Yeah. What else? Yes, Austin, that light. Yep, there you go. Timmer said that same thing. Thank you. Real Housewives of Capernaum. That's funny. I like that. So, um, all right, we so we got 15 minutes. I don't know how we went. We just blew through an hour. Is it just because I feel delirious? I, I don't. I'm just a little head cold. It's, it's, it's this, as you can see. Oh, I'm hideous. This is when you wish you didn't have good lighting and good camera and, and good good video because then it just shows all the bad stuff. I got to shave. So how do we wrap this up? Creation is groaning for you to be revealed. Let me repeat that. Creation is groaning for you to be revealed. Your your revealing will look a certain way. Your revealing will be in alignment with his Torah, his precepts, his covenants, his commandments, his spirit. It will be revealed with the power of his Holy Spirit, with signs and wonders and miracles. Let's start with speaking in tongues. Let's start with healing the sick. Let's start with casting out demons and then raising the dead. Because you got to remember, healing the sick, healing people from unclean spirits, healing demons, uh, casting out demons, and raising the dead, those are all in the same gift cluster of healing physical and spiritual healing. Let's start there. And let's not argue about whether, I'm sorry, let's not argue about whether or not Torah, uh, Shabbat is evening to evening or morning to evening or morning to morning. It says evening to evening. Flat out says so. So let's not argue about that. Just submit to what it says and quit listening to all these Muppets out there. Let's not argue about when the feasts are and, and, and celebrate them a month later because some Muppet says that it's in the equinox because it's not. It never says that. 
I don't want to hear about the five or the 15 different ways you think Jesus's name is pronounced or spelled or, you know, how many Y's and W's and H's we're going to add to it this month. If you're a sacred namer, don't come, don't come, don't, don't, don't be walking down my street. Who do you expect to meet? I will rip you a new one. Um, I'm not a fan of sacred namers. I've been dealing with those idiots for 30. Yeah, I called them idiots. I've been dealing with those people for 30 years. Not a big fan. They're a cult, and too many people in the Torah community are closet sacred namers, and uh, I have no tolerance for you. I'll be right back. No, I'm not taking shots of whiskey. I probably should. Uh, No, I'm blowing my nose. I'm all congested and, oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the prayers. I'm sorry for sniffling. Ugh, that's embarrassing. Never heard of sacred neighbor. Not sacred neighbor, sacred namers. <laughs> sacred namers, people that believe if you say Jesus, you're going to hell. If you call him God, you're going to hell. And, uh, you know, yeah, those people. And they all have, you know, and they don't even agree among themselves regarding the name. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. They're incredibly legalistic, and they don't have any fruit. I'm gonna tell you, thirty years, thirty years experience here with those people. See, that's the thing. I'm, this is I'm not. I'm, this isn't new for me. I've been around for a little while, and uh, I've seen way too much. And I know, you know. So anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. It's sad. What else? Uh, yeah, the one nineteen. Yeah, one nineteen uh, fellowship finder. I'm in Utah. That means everybody I've found on Fellowship Finders and I've reached out to. No, they only so I'll, I'll just share the story. We'll end it with this, just to give you an example of what we're talking about. So uh, a few years ago, man, four or five years ago, we decided let's serve everybody that's that's considered. Torah observer or whatever, whatever word you want to use, Hebrew roots. Let's serve the Hebrew roots community in northern Utah by throwing a tabernacles up here in the mountains. We'll host it. Not lead it, host it. Now, we want to serve the Hebrew roots community in northern Utah. So we reached out, I don't know, 50 emails. We reached out to every group, well, just because there's two of you doesn't mean you're a group, but they call them as a group. We use, you know, a couple, two or three fellowship finders. We reached out to everybody in northern Utah, inviting them to hang out with us for a weekend. We would host it. We made it very clear, look, if you're a group leader, let's connect, let's talk, let's let's get together, right? I mean, we're not trying to take over anything. We're not trying to we're not trying to nothing. We're not, we're not trying to do anything. We're not trying to do anything to you. I got, we got one reply from one person who said, take me off this list. No one else replied. Now I know for a fact, because I, because I do that they all got the email, they all read it and they all discussed it among themselves and they all decided to ghost us. (laughs) You know, you know who didn't ghost me? That's that was from Utah. Brad Scott, he didn't ghost me. He'd come through town on the way to the airport and ha- and let me know, hey, I'm coming through town. Let's go. Let's get lunch. 
and we'd go have lunch and we had chats and we talked about stuff. He wasn't threatened by us, but then he was also a real player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. See, that's the difference. When you're a real player, you're not threatened by other players. When you're a poser and not a real player, you're threatened by other players. It's it's so sad. The Pharisees couldn't do what Jesus did. They were threatened by him. See what I'm saying? The disciples allowed Jesus to teach them how to be like him. And he wasn't threatened by them. See, the idea is you raise up people to, to surpass you. That's the sign of a good rabbi. That's why Jesus said greater things than this you will do. If I'm threatened by your advancement, if I'm threatened by your maturity, if I'm if I'm threatened by your gift cluster, if I'm threatened by your growth and maturity in the Father and the things of the Lord, then I'm a Muppet. That's weird. Thanks, Spencer. Great audio. Yeah, Brad and I were talking. Yeah, we were we were actually making plans. It's weird. It's okay. Apparently, we're not supposed to have a physical group here in Utah. We moved to Utah almost nine years ago with a group with a dozen people, and they're all gone except for my actual blood daughter and son. It's very strange. And it's not like (coughs) they left for greener pastures. No, they left for waterless deserts. Yeah, it's not like they're doing good in the – I don't even think they're walking. I literally know for a fact the majority of them that left – are absolutely uh, apostate. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Uh, oh, yeah. What are you going to do? D-D-D-Daw? What are you going to do? You can't, you know. And I See, you've heard me say, I, I'd rather do this with five people that mean it than 50 people that don't mean it. I don't just say that. It's not hyperbole. It's true. I'd rather do this thing with real people that are really doing it because the rest, because I don't have time for, I don't have time for nonsense. It's, it's November 30th, man. It's November 30th, 2021. The last 20 months. Yeah, it's been crazy. We don't have time to mess around. There's a video of me from 2010 at Cornerstone Festival. When I was there, I was being interviewed with Ministries Walking. It's, you know, I'm, some of you have seen it already. And I literally say, we don't have 20 years to figure this thing out anymore. I don't know. I don't even know if we have two years to figure it out. Is that, is that what I say? Something like that. I'll have to find the video and post it somewhere for you to see it. Um, yeah. There's that word on the Chameleon Church YouTube page that I, from October, from this show, October 2019, enough, right? Yeah, check that out. All right, hey, I'm going to let you go. I know it's three minutes early, but I need to go, I need to go rest. Drink fluids, rest, you know, things like that, right? Hey, thanks for being here. Thank you for your prayers. I won't be here next Tuesday because I'll be out of town. So hopefully we'll get uh, uh, Lenny and Chris back here and they can do the show, but I won't be able to. 
I'll be busy. I'll be out of town with doing family. Sorry. Uh, what else? And don't forget, we won't be, we will not be meeting Monday, next Monday night either. And I'm only doing this thing, uh, two minute warning, um, today and tomorrow. And then not again till next week. So anyway, hey, thanks for joining us. You're watching the Chameleon Church Show. My name is Alan Aguirre. I'm your host. Don't forget to like, share, uh, comments, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Uh. You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.